Hello and welcome to the Paraphylite podcast brought to you by the Paraphylite Society. I'm Esther and I will be your host for, for today. I would like to welcome a special guest, uh, Mercedes Aguirre, to the show. Welcome, Mercedes, and thank you for being here today. Thank you, Esther. Uh, it's very nice to, to have been invited to be part of this. Thank you, a pleasure. So, Mercedes um, Aguirre is a scholar in classical philology and an author of fiction. An expert on Greek, on Greek mythology, she has studied the classical myths and their subsequent reception until today, and has published numerous articles on this subject. Recently, she has co-authored a book on the myth of the Cyclops. Very, very interesting there. Uh, she has also published two collections of short stories and five novels, some of them inspired by classical mythology, although situated in a contemporary world. One of the novels has been translated into English, uh, The Unfinished Painting, by the book in 2020, which we will discuss it later on. Um, so, Mercedes, uh, as I have just mentioned, you are a scholar, but also a fiction writer. So how's that? How did you combine these two very different sides, I guess, in your kind of your everyday life, your writing life? Well, um, uh, probably that has been evolving a bit more because uh, at the time when I began being a scholar and being working for the university in Madrid, uh, my writing of fiction, which was something I, I did since I was a child, but obviously not combining like that. But then I started writing a little bit more based on on, on Greek myths. I, I developed uh, a series um, co-author with another colleague in, in, the, in the university in Madrid on um, working Greek myths, but telling the Greek myths as tales for for children or for people who didn't know much about mythology, and uh, and then from from that I started uh, writing more my own fiction, more creative type of fiction, my own stories. Although, as you said, uh, it's true that I use in in many of them I use Greek myths as a background, as a way to. Uh, to write the based in the contemporary world, but uh, so the modern stories basically, like the novel you mentioned, uh, but Greek myths are normally some sort of inspiration in the background. Mm -hmm. So it's always related, of course, to Greek myths. And you also said you you mentioned that you have written things even for children. So how's how how's that? Uh, I, I don't know because of course it has to be from a completely different perspective when you're writing for uh, children, for children in general, like uh, people who, of course, they're a young audience who maybe have no idea about myths. So how's that? How was the experience for you? Well, that was a, a very nice way also to to realize sometimes you learn more about the background of the myth itself yeah, because absolutely. when you have to describe something and put the dialogue between the gods or between the heroes in a story, you learn more about the, the actual myth and the actual text you read into for inspiration of the source mm -hmm. of, of that myth. So at, at some point, it's true that both things, my my academic research 
and my writing of fiction were like, you know, inspiring each other, you know, with giving each other a little bit of, uh, you know, food for thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, well, that actually answers one of the questions I had, so I'm going to be moving on. And, and let's keep on talking. Um, so between one and the other, so of course, there are many differences between um, scholarly work and fiction work. I only know about scholarly work. I don't know anything about fiction. But is there anyone that you find it easier for you, that you feel more comfortable with? or that you, I don't know, that you especially enjoy, or it depends? Well, yeah, well, it varies, really. But uh, sometimes what I find more difficult is when I write a, a kind of modern type of story mm -hmm. in which I'm not familiar with how things work. I can tell you, my, my two last novels in Spanish are to crime fiction novels. Mm -hmm. And uh, for instance, the idea of how to describe the police work today, that was very difficult for me, much more difficult than when I wrote the unfinished painting. Of course, and, and it also involves a lot of research in itself, I guess. Exactly, exactly. And also there is another detail, which is that now we're so used to television series and films, on police that yeah. you really don't know what what that is. It's very easy to, to copy that or to be inspired by that. But in fact, I, I wonder, is that real? Is that something you can really, I wanted to be more real. I didn't want to, to be inspired by, by that. So I, I think that's an example of how, but on the other hand, when I write about a myth or when I write about something more perhaps connected to my academic world, which is, for instance, in the unfinished painting, when I try to recreate the world of the Raphaelites and all that, I probably enjoy that more. And it was easier for me to find that sort of background than the background of, of how it works in a, in a police station in Madrid. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, I can get, I can see that. Yeah, of course, because it's closer to you, it's closer to your own work, to your own topics of research, to your own interest. So of course, exactly. uh, so let's talk about uh the novel, the the uh, the unfinished painting, because well, I think that it's a very illustrative case, um, in which um. Uh, you combine both things. You talk about means uh, it's a fiction work, and, and well, it's a book that I had the privilege to read and review for a society publication, the PRS uh, review, in which I myself thoroughly enjoyed. So, in this combine, as I said, uh, in this novel, you combine, as I said, a paraphilitism, classical myths, uh, with a lot of mystery, drama. I, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, <laughs> uh, but it's a fascinating read, I have to say. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about maybe the myths uh, later on uh, regarding this novel, but I don't know, tell, tell us something about how did this story come to you? Uh, um, I don't know if you could tell us more about kind of the creative process behind this book, your inspirations, your first ideas, or 
Anything you would like to share? That's well, I I think I <clears throat> I always wanted to write something. I had the idea of doing something uh, related to a museum, related to art. Uh, I had I had already written a short story in in this collection of mythical tales of the everyday world, which is connected to it's got a, a, a small reference to El Prado in Madrid. Mm -hmm the painting, again, a mythological painting. So I wanted to develop that more. And uh, precisely after my, you know, my beginnings, knowing more about the Pelafalites, I really felt that I wanted to put all that together. And uh, well, it's difficult to, to know, to say now because uh, mm -hmm. Well, you forget a bit now you got the the result of all that process. But yes, I remember this idea of a museum and and the two times as well, some this kind of interconnection between two times. And and then I think the idea of incorporating the paraphilage was a kind of later one, precisely because of my work on them. So I think that's, um, well, and also it's got some themes which are uh, common to my, you mentioned this idea of a mystery and uh, something a little bit intriguing if it's supernatural or not. So there yeah. is a bit of themes which I, I like. I like writing on those things. So I think it's all that together. Mm -hmm. Great, because uh, well, there's um, well, I read the book some time ago, so I would try to remember. But there's mm -hmm. like uh, again, without spoiling anything for anyone, but there's an important myth which is at the background all the time. I mean, it it's the backbone of the you could even say the backbone of the novel, right? The story, but then again, uh, the 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 novel is related to the paraphernalia because well, we have. We even have characters which are the paraphrase themselves. We have references to Rossetti, Dante, uh, Dante Gabriel Rossetti, Elizabeth Siddle, and we have all that world, which, of course, for us, for anyone of us who like the paraphrase, is fascinating in itself. And of course, we can connect with one of the main characters, who is a PhD student. So, of course, for all of us who are PhD students, it's like we can find a connection there. Um, yeah. But do you have the combination of those things that make a very uh, fascinating story? So um, thank you, of course, for sharing that with us, with the world, for publishing it. And, and of course, uh, as we said, it's available in English. Uh, it was published in 2020, right, in English, I think. So if anyone's interested, maybe we can even leave like a link to the book uh, in the description box or, uh, box of this podcast so that people can find out more about this novel and what else um well since we are talking about means of course um when did you start it uh, i don't know like researching or knowing more about the paraphernalia it was through myths because you were studying some myths and then maybe the art representations representations in, in art in general that you came across the paraphernalia was that more or less how it started or yes well exactly it was i didn't know much about the paraphernalia when i when all this started and uh i think at that point uh, 
Paraphylage weren't so well known in Spain. Unless you were obviously, um, as you probably know, you're more in the in the English literature. I've got some friends in Spain also in English literature, in art history. But I think apart from that, uh, they weren't a, a very familiar image. Uh, probably they were taken more like a, a kind of old style type of uh, English painting. And, and that was it. And uh, but uh, when I was uh, working on on this uh, reception of certain myths, and uh, well, I came across. Uh, I, I know that it was specifically the uh, the Virgin's Perseus series because I was writing mm -hmm. something on the myth of Perseus, and that was published in a in a in a, in a magazine. Uh, which was about archaeology and uh, something about myth of Perseus. And, and that's when I, I found the beautiful images and fascinating images of Perseus and Andromeda and Perseus and Medusa and all that. And uh, and then, well, I was interested in, in finding more than I found Rossetti, obviously, with a beautiful... Uh, Persephone or Proserpine, mm -hmm. and uh, and several of the of the mythical women. And at that point, I was working a lot on uh, women in myth, and giving some seminars in Madrid and writing a few articles on women in the Odyssey, that sort of thing in in classical iconography. And then from there, I went into into all this, uh, and I tried to to research more on on the paraphylites and the women, and then I published a little book, small book, uh, on on that subject on uh, women in in women mythical women goddesses and heroines in paraphylite painting, which I I have to say that I enjoyed writing that and I guess so it has to be well I mean the subject is the topic is absolutely fascinating so it, it must yeah, be going, yeah going in in London to visit the galleries and all that that's that was fascinating yes I loved it mm -hmm. great and now that you said well did you uh research about this topic um and the paraphylite uh representations with different myths so kind of like a personal question but we are we all like to you know throw these questions out there do you have a favorite paraphylite painting maybe oh well like, <laughs> if you don't it's not it's okay of course but now that you're thinking about it maybe you, you seem to know a lot especially those relating to the uh to to greek mythology so maybe you have like a special favorite Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I mentioned, and probably I would say that uh, the Rossetti's uh, Proserpine is uh, of course, probably yes. one of my favorite. And I also found very fascinating the story behind you know, the mm. idea of the model. I, I found that fascinating as well, how you, you see the models you know, behind the, the mythical character and you see Jane Morris and also that Rossetti wrote, well he he painted several with the mm -hmm. same motif and the 
and the sonnets and I don't know much about poetry. I never went into into mm -hmm. the poetry as well. But uh, yes, I think uh, I was fascinating, fascinating image, and uh, I really like it. I put it a lot in my classes uh, <laughs> with pomegranate and. Uh, yeah. Well, and also because I like the myth of Demeter and Persephone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that it's one of my favorites too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Both the myths and the painting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really interesting. And so when you started researching too about um, presentations of myths in art, uh, so I guess because you come from the, what I said, from uh, the classical philology field, did you have to learn a lot about art? Because, of course, then in the novel, the unfinished painting, um, you have to work with that too, because one of the main characters is an artist. So you do kind of like have to reflect the creative process behind a painting and the um, the techniques or the so did you have to learn a lot about art to so, so to speak well i think you mentioned that in fact i come from classical philology so i should be more in the text like yeah. you but uh, the fact is because uh, it's a personal thing that I like mm. art. I, I always wanted to study also art history. I wanted to be an artist myself, but I thought oh, I was that's too very nice. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a, a more personal interest, perhaps. I studied a lot of the of Greek art, the Greek vase painting. I, I've done a lot on that. And uh, but also as I said, I, I, I love uh, art and I I research in, on uh, techniques, as you say, uh, about, uh, well, I did at, the, at that time or, or later on, I was doing a lot of research on, uh, mm -hmm. on art for this book on the myth of a cyclops. And uh, each time I do that, I learn more. And uh, art mm -hmm. always, it's always fascinating for me. So it was just a pleasure to to be able to do that research. Mm -hmm. Great, and really, again, to keep on going with paraphyletism and the paraphyletes, um, since you have researched, written a lot about this, um, I don't know, are there any myths, any particular myths or kind of topics maybe that you find most uh, prominent in paraphyletism? Within the paraphyllite circle, is there any myths that stands out, is more prominent that you see over and over again, that you have had the chance to, to write about, to research about? Well, as I said, I was fascinated by the, the treatment of women in, in mm -hmm. myths. Obviously, they, it's very prominent that they went into yes. the whole of the classical myths and the uh, if you look for, for all the myths, you don't find them in the paraphyllites. Uh, and, uh, and the other thing is about motives, which is this research I did more recently to find certain motives, which have been also through not only the classical subjects, but also 
even on other subjects, not exactly classical, like the, the Lady of Charlotte, yes. so a uh, medieval mm -hmm. Arthurian uh, theme, mm -hmm. but you find these motives, you no, know, the, the things which seem to be interesting for the paraphernalized, like the reflection, the mirror, uh, the weaving, all these themes, which uh, also come from, uh, obviously, the been in, in classical world, in the medieval world, but then obviously in the 19th century poets, and then how the paraphernalized uh, represent them. But and that's something also interesting for me that is not just this is this myth and I paint this myth, but also how even in other themes in their paintings, you can still find these mirrors, these reflections. Yeah. These... yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true, yeah. Um, and that's very interesting, in fact. Um, so do you find, I don't know, is there, have you found anything striking about the paraphernalia, about how they uh, kind of they use these myths or these motives even? They use them even when they are not representing a, a mythical subject, you said. Have you found anything um, which is, I don't know how to explain it, but not typical of the paraphernalia, but something that they seem to be doing, which is uh, with maybe other artists or other, yeah, other artists didn't do back at the time or the, how they use myths or these motives. Is this something you find anything different or innovative things? Mm. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly, but, uh, well, it's true you were mentioning these motives and uh, this, uh, this mirror, for instance, you know, representing the mirror and uh, representing the, the woman weaving, for instance, and then I remember I found, uh, while I was doing that about the Lady of Charlotte, I found a, a little drawing of William Morris weaving, and I was fascinated <laughs> by that. I found that so <laughs> funny. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's something different in a way, mm -hmm. you know? The, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. the idea of putting that kind of female activity in, uh, in representing a man doing that yeah, uh, female activity. Yeah, that's very funny. Mm -hmm. uh, so, well, I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, of something different I've seen in in them as opposed to uh, in, in, the, in the myth. Or... I think that one of the, the things which obviously were more uh, significant is this idea of the modern, you know, when you yeah. see uh, Venus or you see Circe or you see uh, Andromeda or you see uh, Persephone, but you also see a historical person, you, know, you see the model in uh, in the Paraphelites, you know, in, mm -hmm. in Bergeon's Rossetti, in, in Bergeon's, in the but uh, yeah, I think I, I found that uh, quite interesting. Uh, I don't know if that happens the same in other... Yeah, of course. <laughs> but well, I was... <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not an expert at that. Mm. Uh, mm. 
yeah but never no, it's true what you say well i'm not an expert in myself either but it's true that there seems to be always like kind of like a connection so it's always fascinating to not only to see the painting and the topic they are representing but the story behind it the models and how the artist uh, yeah interacted with the uh, the model and mm. yeah and all the whole the whole background story of the painting is always fascinating too. That's true. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and how the the woman, the, the mythical woman, represents the whole story. Mm -hmm. You don't need to. They don't represent a whole action, but there's the woman representing that particular myth, and you can imagine the rest of it. Yes, that's mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we don't have much time left, so let me just say to wrap it all up. Uh, so we talked about your favorite Paraphylite painting. So you do you have a favorite, a personal favorite myth? So you're an expert in myth. So do you have like a favorite, favorite one, an all-time favorite, or maybe you are researching now about a new different aspect? Well, probably my favorite is not a favorite myth, it's a favorite Greek author who mm -hmm. is Homer. And in mm -hmm. particular, I think the Odyssey is so oh. full of fascinating yes. stories and motives mm -hmm. and fascinating women, got Circe, yes. Calypso, mm -hmm. the signs, all uh, there. And uh, it's probably my, my favorite uh, text, my favorite Greek mm -hmm. text. Uh, yeah. so any of those <laughs> themes, <Right>. the cyclops. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, of course, which is the new one. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so, um, and before concluding, of course, this uh, our episode today, um, do you have, I don't know, any future, future projects you would like to share with us? Anything you are researching about right now? Anything you would like to share? Well, uh, research on the paraphernalia is just uh, probably that, thing I've done about the Lady mm -hmm. of Shalom that's waiting for publication or for exploring it a little bit more. As for my fiction, I got a collection of short stories just translated into English, uh, looking for publisher. And that's more in the supernatural, nothing to do with the paraphernalia. It's, mm -hmm. it's more uh, short stories on the subject of the supernatural ghost stories and all oh. that and uh, very good for Christmas time or Halloween yeah. or <laughs> some of them were published in uh, in Spanish on the book but some others are unpublished for the mm -hmm. moment and I've got an idea but it's just an idea of going back to to the paraphernalia and going back to something related to William Morris. I've been reading a lot recently about William Morris, but a novel, but uh, well, it's just a very vague idea at the moment. Okay, so I, <laughs> okay. I don't want you to be your know. It's difficult for me to say <laughs> more than that. <laughs> no, but. Thank you, thank you very much. And um, we wish you uh, the very best with uh, those future projects. We hope you find the publishers and that we can, you can, you can share it, uh, with, share your stories and your research with us because 
uh, it's always fascinating to read about these uh, topics. And of course, if anyone wants uh, to have more uh, information, we will also, maybe we could give the link in the description box again, but uh, you have a website with it, which is mercedesaguirrecastro.com. And yeah, I think that's everything for today. And thank you very much for your time, Mercedes, and for joining us for this episode. It was so nice talking to you and catching up with you again. Well, thank you very much, Esther. It's been a pleasure to be here again, to be doing something for the Peralphalite Society again. And uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you. you Our pleasure. And now, uh, if you would like to find out more information the, about the Peraphalites Society and the Peraphalites, please visit our website at www.peraphalitesociety.org and consider subscribing to our journal. So again, thank you very much, Mercedes, and thank you everyone who's joined today. And we hope to catch up with you very soon and to read your new publications very soon too, Mercedes. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you.